Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson, so here with Jason Rugard. He'll let you know what we're talking about tonight. On tonight's episode, continuing our retrospective look back at the threes in all the big franchises. And tonight, we're going to look at a film titled Predators, a.k.a. Predator 3, if you don't count Predator vs. Alien, Predator vs. Alien Requiem. This is a strange yeah. franchise, the Predator well, you franchise. Don't, because this is a Predator movie, and those are Predator alien, alien movies? movies, right? Yeah. I, I, well, no, I they're just they're crossover movies, so I, I consider them kind of their separate... They're their own thing. Like, if you still wanted to, for whatever reason, remove those from either one of those canons from Alien or Predator, you could, right? I don't think you lose much by removing those two films from either canon. No, but I, just the point being that they don't ha- they're don't they not necessarily a part of the actual main franchises. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and I think that the official sequel to this franchise, which is Predator 2 is more in line with the original film because it came so close after uh, two to three years after the original film from 1987. This Mm -hmm. uh, version came in July of 2010, grossed about $50 million, was supposed to start off a whole new world. You can tell when you watch this film, it's obviously setting up for a sequel. I mean, it answers virtually no questions. It raises a lot, answers very little, (laughs) and leaves everything up for further installments that never came. This was Robert Rodriguez producing, uh, was it Nimrod Antle directing? Mm -hmm. And this is not the total dud that I recall this movie being. I I saw this in the theater, and I remember falling asleep for a couple minutes in the midway point. Uh, <laughs> I don't and, blame you, yeah. And I just had a really salty opinion of it. Rewatching it, just my knee-jerk reaction was, oh, this is better than I had recalled. Still has its problems, which we'll get into, but the peripheral reaction for me was uh, a more enjoyable experience than I had recalled. Is that what happened for you too? No, I, you know, I, I thought this was, was, a pretty, was a decent movie when I saw it. Um, I did think I, it was slow, and it does have some real slow parts there in the middle, and um, and the ending is, I think, ridiculous still, but um, it just never, it just really doesn't deliver on what it's supposed to, right? It doesn't really give you that world-building predator, you know, where you can imagine there's going to be sequels, there's going to be a whole universe and stuff. This really feels like someone watched Cube one day and decided that they, that could be a predator movie. I would say that they even had lost on the brain as well. There you go. There's another one. Actually, that might be more, more a better comparison than Cube. But it just felt like one of those horror type movies where you you trap people somewhere and they have to figure out how to get out. Except in this case, it's with predators, and there's really not a lot of figuring out to do. You know? Well, is this a sci-fi creature feature or is this a predator movie as well? Because the predator animals, it's not only the main. In predator, I guess, creature that we're used to. It's the dogs and the birds and these other, mm-hmm. you know, f- predatorial creatures that they have that they're fighting. And it starts to feel like a, a creature feature as opposed to the singular thing that was scary in the first place. It's definitely, this is the version that is obviously, to me, inspired by aliens uh, because you go from the single scary thing to dozens and dozens i mean they're everywhere you know it's a it's a shoot 'em up type shooting gallery movie. well the, the, to be fair the sequel 
as I'm predators too, also introduced that idea of multiple predators. I, it really does feel like though that um, predators two did a better job of expanding on and world building as far as predators go than this does. If that makes any sense. Are you taking people and throwing them onto a, an alien planet and um, making them fight predators feels again, like it's like it's a caged movie as people are in a cage, but there's no way out of the cage, right? There's no way home. There's no way for anything. It just feels like a dead end story, especially by the end of it. This problem with this movie or the structural loops of this movie that it goes to the gymnastics is that for me, the first 20 minutes or so are really good. And once we get past that, it gets deathly dull. That's that, that midway passage is, is virtually time killing. And and then the the mm -hmm. final climax where we're teaming up again with a predator. Didn't we do this in one of the alien versus predator movies? I mean, that's not a great idea. I thought the Lawrence Fishburne like segue side story was kind of pointless as well. And it felt like more like, um, I don't know, like where they, 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 at the end of the movie, they try to do this juxtaposition thing with like, and try to make it more about humanity, but it just doesn't land. You know what I mean? Like, like humans are their own worst enemy or can be kind of. And you see that play out with a couple of the characters in a couple different ways. Um, you know, like the, like Topher Grace or, uh, or Lawrence Fishburne. Right. Um, but it just doesn't work, right? And this is a Predators movie. Like, why isn't... This movie should be laser-focused. Like, at least, to some degree, at least Prey was was far more focused on, um, even though it had other story elements to it, it was a little more focused on the Predator, it felt like. Like, because he was, a, again, a singular Predator, though. Maybe there's an issue with multiple Predators. Although, what did you think of the, the, the Turntail Predator in this? That whole thing. Are we talking about the the one that helps us? Well, the, yeah, the one that they've ha- already have strung up. And so they're going to the humans are going to release this thing, this predator, in order for it uh, to team up with it to get off the planet, right? I think it's a horrible idea. I think it's a bad. I it's it's lazy to me because first of all, why was it strung up? Do we remember? Do we know? Was it ever explained why it was being held captive by the other? No, predators? because you can't. There was no conversation that could be had with it to that level but they didn't um, so explain it either there really was no it. other yeah so I, I, to me I thought there was Just like, like he was a races. traitor right well, I think is the idea or for, in some way he was helping uh, I mean maybe he was a criminal I, I actually I don't I'm not 100% I'm not sure certain. why they were yeah had him uh, held captive but uh, I just want to touch back on, on go back a second here talk about the, the Fishburne character because when Lawrence Fishburne shows up in this movie it's almost like he's a cross between Captain Kurtz in Apocalypse, which obviously Larry Fishburne was in when he was a kid, and he even uh, references Rise of the Valkyrie. You know, he, he hums it at one point. Um, but he also is like Newt to me in Aliens, in that he knows how to survive and he knows these air ducts and he gives a reprieve to the characters. But every time it turns out to be Lawrence Fishburne, I know he's in the movie when he opens this mask and I see it, I always want it to be either Bill Duke from the first Predator movie or Danny Glover. That wouldn't even be possible, though. Yeah, I know. I know, but why couldn't it have been like a different version of him? But how badass would it have been if it had been Danny Glover's character? And he knows, and he doesn't know why he's been well, there. He's, but he's too old for that shit, so. <laughs> he's definitely too old for that shit. But having Bill Duke even, even play that. Even 10 years ago, he was too old for that shit. Um, 
But how many times has Fishburne played this type of character, even in the John Wick movies? You know, this knower of all and the underground king and, and all this kind of... It just felt to me yeah. dull when, yeah. when it turns out to... And he does a great performance in what he's doing. It, it's not bad in the in the film. Well, but you get the... Uh, he's a survivor, right? I mean, that's the, po- the point of the planet, right? Is that... It, it it doesn't really pit you against the predators because you stand no chance against against the predators. So it's the age old like, like uh, what is it like? Uh, you don't have to un, you don't have to unroute un ugh, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your friend, right? Yeah, it's yeah. that whole thing. Be faster than the slowest. Uh, I get you on that. I do think that Adrian Brody makes a compelling action hero in this more so than I would have given him credit for um, when I was told that he is was going to be the lead in the movie. I don't he's, think he's the problem. No, he's. He's definitely acting his ass off in this, and I liked him in this a lot. Like, I think that's one of the reasons I liked this so much when I saw this in theaters um, to begin with, is that there are just moments in this where I feel like I'm just kind of standing next to him. Like, I'm in his brain just thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? What are we going to do? Like, I liked, I definitely like that idea of the Predators, of, of you know, because you are forced to match wits with them because you can't beat them physically. Right. Um, and that goes back to the first one, obviously. So I do like the way that uh, he acts as far as this movie goes. Yeah, some of his, his line deliveries are great. Well, too, yeah. When, when when she asks him, you know, where are you going, and he says to find out who kicked me out of the fucking plane. I mean, I love lines like he sells those with but conviction. That's why I would say this this feels like a, a cube movie because you have all those people that you don't know, then you have to get to know them in some way, and you're like, who are these people? Why are they here? Like that's a, that's a cube thing. Not only do you have to get to know him, I think that there's too many characters in the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's um, why they kill people off. And you don't even give a shit. <laughs> and it's very strange who they chose for, for I mean, not acting wise, but like the, the actual, like I said, the characters to me, the, the least interesting ones out of the entire bunch are the FBI inmate, and that's not a slight on Walter Goggins, who is very mm-hmm. good at playing the role, and the Yakuza guy, because he really doesn't, add anything he's he's clearly out of place um they try mm-hmm. to add on a, a bit of mysticism that he's sensing you know with the predator at one point he recognizes something's off but those two characters could have been done without i mean they kill off danny trejo so quickly that he's mm-hmm. really an afterthought <laughs> in the whole thing but that's a very compelling sequence when they realize he's dead and it's still speaking i, I do like the horror moment of the the horror beat, I should say, of that scene, uh-huh. because the first one had that kind of stuff. I guess the, I, the only thing about it is that they don't, nobody buys it. They move on from it, and then this movie definitely they move on from things pretty quickly. And I don't know. I don't, there's just something that just this movie just doesn't sit right. It's not. Uh, it's more than just like the idea of this that just didn't pan out. It's like. The execution of the script, like like the the story at advancement, is weird, right? It just kind of plots along. Yeah, it's episodic, which doesn't surprise me because that was the the rule of the day back back then. I mean, it's very um, beginning, middle, and end. Now we're over here doing this, and let's wrap things is up it even and get out of here. Middle end. I certainly know. Well, yeah, I mean, I certainly know the beginning, middle, and the end. But every scene in that feels like a whole scene into itself. Like I could, you could remove entire scenes. You you, you might miss a death. But other than that, I don't know that it would even hurt the plot. Well, let's talk about the plot, too. The big twist at the end. Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you're 13 years late to the party and well, fuck which you. which twist? There's two, isn't there? Well, the, talk, the Topher Grace twist. Uh, that's 
Yeah. To, to no avail. Isn't that an what ending is that, that just keeps going though? I don't know what that does because we're just you're in a mad rush to get off the planet, right? Or to get to the ship, to get off the planet, right? And then they're fighting with, and then Topher Grace decides he wants to stay, but he also wants to to drag everybody up and kill them because he's a serial killer. And so then you have to fight him and the predator. But it's like it's fucking Topher Grace. Well, it's also the human, uh, the human killer, the predator versus the the creature predator and all that. You know the juxtaposition exactly. they're trying to do. But you're right, it's cast. But it's so, Topher Grace. Yeah, it's it, it, it's nothing. You <laughs> know, it, physically not a very formidable person. Well, that's um, why they have to come up with that whole uh, twist right. with the. Well, that's the why he's using venom. drugs and stuff. Yeah, yeah and the, the paralyzing venom, and that's why he can do this and that. But it's such a weak, weak twist. And after you've been introduced to these other badasses, you're like, what? Nobody what sniffed this out? Think, I'm confused as to though why he thought, oh, I'm a serial killer. I'm like these things. I'll stay on the planet and, and kill people. But you think, well, they're just going to kill why you. Why wouldn't they kill you? It's I'm a bad confused. Plan. You're not supposed to think about it. You've already thought about it more than the actual script writers did. And in the moment, it I guess it works. But if you're doing any sort of dissection of this, it all falls apart very quickly. But it's necessary, right? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't work at all. It's it's necessary to make a point beyond the fact that people are fighting predators, which I don't really understand what why this movie needs on any level to have any sort of humanity in it like that. It just doesn't like the humanity of of someone going up against some monstrous thing and trying to to get through that. And, and let alone get through that with a group of people and protect them and all that. That's enough. I don't need people to turn bad. You know, I would I have need, been. I don't need more evil people. Instead of them all being the worst of the worst, and I do like a couple of these characters. I do like the Russian Spetsnaz character. Um, rewatching yeah, this, it's kind of fun. I didn't realize that was Marsala Ali playing the you know the the, the African RAF guy from Sierra Leone, the, the Death Squad guy. Um, he's good in it for mm-hmm. the the role he's in. But, you know, I I thought as I'm watching this as a story, instead of having all these tough guys being thrown in, I thought, wouldn't it have been cooler if this was some sort of like hard target where it was, you know, ultra wealthy guys or some sort of hunting club or are hunting one human. But while they're hunting them, the predators hunting everybody. And my mind is starting to wander. That's already a more interesting idea. (laughs) My mind is already starting to wander into what could have been done with this concept because I feel Um, like this was half baked. Yeah, I, that really works because that I know I just said I don't need more evil people, but that actually builds um, cannon fodder, right? And fun cannon fodder. You want you want you would want those people to die horrible deaths by the predator, right? And you'd want the the other people to get away, but they all wouldn't get away. You know, all the good guys wouldn't necessarily get away. Some of them would die, but yeah, that would already build a better or an easier movie to watch. And it's a predator movie. It should just be fun. You know, I it shouldn't be heavy. I don't understand why. Uh, every, everything today has to be so. Not even today. This was this movie's like 13. thirteen years old. Why? Why do things have to be so heavy? Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, it, like things should matter. They shouldn't be fluffy, but they shouldn't be so heavy where that you get bogged down with, you know, some thematic element that's just, you know, should be in a drama and really not in a predator action movie. I do think the Alan Silvestri score, the iconic score, greatly aids this movie. I loved it, yeah. It adds a a certain mm. weight. Talk about a heftiness. This is where a lot of, to me, the weight comes from is that, oh, this is serious now. And this is guiding me how to feel and, 
giving me the nostalgia. <laughs> you know, the nostalgia. It's a roadmap of oh, emotions. The original in a lot of score way. is so good, though. I mean, when the original opens, those helicopters are flying in oh, on fuck. that score. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, even the end when, when they're flying out with Dutch, you know, and, and he's the only yeah. one. I mean, just, it's great. And speaking of stunt casting here, when they stumble upon that body in the very beginning, and it's the booby trap that the guy has set for the Predator, and he's a special forces guy, and he's been killed. I'm so glad that that wasn't supposed to be Dutch, that that wasn't supposed to be Schwarzenegger's character that was pulled in as well and was killed. You know, I thought when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, God, is that supposed to be? And they said, no, it's hmm. some guy from Afghanistan and a soldier. Um, but I thought that was going to be a cheap shot that they were going to try to go for uh, to explain why Schwarzenegger's character has never come back. <laughs> but. Um, uh, he's fucking retired to that shit man. <laughs> why are these movies so hard to write because the series creator Shane Black came back for the next one The Predator <laughs> it's horrible and I think that's less successful than this film is like, that's a worse movie than this yeah how is that like possible I say, this one's entertaining still even though we, we're sitting here kind of shitting on it a little bit this movie's still entertaining and it has its its moments for sure and it's, it's definitely fun when you see the predator and i'll even go and say like uh you know requiem is a lot is fun as it well is. with the super what is it? not a super is predalien yeah it's, what they call it's it? the hybrid thing um so th- that shit's all fun and that's almost like that's touched upon in predator uh, or the predator excuse me um but it's so fucking hokey and like I don't know. Like I hate like the scene when they're on the bus driving down, everyone's got their line to, to deliver and shit. I just, I, it just seems so pointless. Like, I don't know. That movie feels so forced. You're talking about the Shane Black sequel, right? Yes. The, the yeah. Predator. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I just rewatched it uh, last October. So going on about a year ago, but I wanted to rewatch it cause I hadn't seen it since the theater and I wanted to see if my opinion changed and it actually solidified my initial reaction which was just like what you said it's got a lot of pointless scenes got a lot of good actors and some interesting ideas here and there but I, it's executed so poorly the action sequences are bad aren't they when he, when he, they jump onto the spaceship and it's flying away and they, they do the whole shield thing um i just find that so fucking boring I find the and character with Tourette's well done. very obnoxious <laughs> I mean, the whole thing yes a lot of the characters are but those are very uh uh, Shane Black characters is the other weird thing about this is that you can tell that's written by Shane Black, but it's almost like, man, this is like the rejected Shane Black thing, you know, like someone should have said no at this point. Oh, you're right. That's exactly what it's like a first draft Shane Black, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, and, But that's, like I said, that's a hard one to go. And then I would even say Prey is more successful than the last two entries. Prey might be in hindsight now, the best one after number two, you know, I think one and two of, in the predator franchise are always going to be the, the first and second. And then I think I'm gonna have to put uh, prey right up there. Cause I think prey at least is a little bit more confident in what it's trying to accomplish than this film. Whereas this, this one has uh, better action sequences. I would venture to say, but it's a little bit clumsier. I mean, I, it is, but I still, I don't know. I mean, Prey, I still think doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of it. I, and I can't get over the fact that the whole movie is just based on the fact that this girl just wants to go out there and look at the fucking predator. And she gets the, an entire, uh, you know, generation of young men in that tribe killed for that. (laughs) 
and she doesn't give a shit. And the movie is supposed to show you like she does this shit, gets them fucking killed, even though they tell her like, "Fucking done, let's just go." You, you know, this is not a good idea. Let's get out of here. She gets them all fucking killed, and then comes back with the predator head, and we're supposed to go, "Yay!" It's like do, you you fucking killed everybody. Like you killed everybody else. You did that. Like I just don't understand. How is that a hero? How am I supposed to be like, "Yay!" for that fucking movie? I. So, I don't know. I think that movie has way other fucking problems. But I agree with you. There's a lot of Predator stuff in that that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it is more... I don't know if it's more competent. It's fucking 2023. And we're talking about a movie that's made in 2010. Um, and this 2010 movie feels a lot more like a movie that may have been made in, like, I'd say 2003. Um, as far as, like, visual effects and just, like, looking at things go. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know if it's just... That we are at a, a position right now where you can literally shit out almost any movie, um, and it'll look good. It's true. And we really are. Yeah, the craft uh, services is, or it's not craft services. The craftsmanship <laughs> is through yes. the roof, and um, I, I think that the franchise. If we were to look at Schwarzenegger franchises that were successful or not successful, and let's let's look at Terminator franchise and look at the Predator franchise here. What do you think ultimately uh, they've had a lot of entries that were highs and lows. What do you think is the more pleasing franchise to you? Has the has more films that you would rewatch? Obviously of, of the, which was franchises? Terminator and Predator. Obviously the first two oh, of both Predator? are classics, but after Ugh. that there's a lot there's a big fall off. What do you think is the the more solid of the franchises post I mean, I sequel would... to? I would rather watch the Terminator movies than the Predator movies, if we're talking about that. Um, and quite frankly, I think Terminator and Predator tie for me. Um, although I think Predator is a better movie in the end. But, man, uh, I, like Terminator movies are pretty fucking good. Fuck yeah, they are. You don't got to apologize Especially for that. Especially those first three. Like, I'm, I'm all over those first three. Um and even after that, like I still find those more fun to watch, probably than I'd say any of the the Predator movies, even though they're not very good. You don't have to make excuses for for either of those franchises. I mean, T one and T two especially are absolute fucking iconic classics. But Predator might be, you know, along with Die Hard, and you know, I could throw in a couple First Blood. It's just it's a perfect action film. It's a fucking per like every yeah. frame is perfect. It's dialed in. It's on task, which is what these other entries in the Terminator franchise and in the Predator franchise specifically are lacking. You know that that locked in. It's a it's a fucking freight train that's moving. It left the gates and it ain't stop until the end. You know that's. Uh, I, I don't yeah. get that feeling. It's particularly in this one because, like I said, when when they meet the Fishburn character about fifty minutes in, you know now that this is all going on autopilot for the next twenty minutes, where they're gonna regroup. They're <laughs> gonna just you know you got a crazy and he's gonna give you the law, the land, and the rules. But what always surprises me when this movie comes to its final conclusion is. How open-ended they leave everything. There's not a fucking explanation if there's a controller, if if it's if it's truly oh, an I, alien world. There's zero. Yeah. It's just we're done and we're out. Oh, but it's it's as open-ended as a cube movie. So this could go on to another movie, but it would be doubtful that you would have the same cast, right? You could just keep making these forever, I guess. Um, but 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard to to expect movies, I guess, like this. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, I, I guess Prey actually achieved this because um, if you just look at the amount of people who do like that movie, it's really hard. Like the, the weight's on your shoulders when you take up a franchise like, like this or the Terminator movies you've seen lots of times, right? And every single installment of those franchises has to be the one that fucking is the is the 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 sounding board or just the the idea the the perfect movie that will make everything worthwhile right it'll, it'll, it'll make okay now we can make more of these even though we keep making these fucking things with the idea that 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 we're gonna get that movie yeah that we're gonna touch that this 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 was when this movie came out it was just it was the same thing right it was like oh this is gonna be the one that this is predators robert rodriguez is involved right we got we got a name we got a um so it's gonna be good it's gonna be it's gonna be the rebirth of predators right um and then it just really it wasn't and it's so it's weird how many like star wars is currently in this right now um, Marvel right now is going through this and, and it's just weird because, and they won't give up though. You know, is the funny thing. They won't give up. No, they'll just, they'll regroup, they'll redesign it and then they'll fucking re release it as something else with the name on it. And I'm sure we're just a few years away from getting another incarnation of a predator or prey Two or whatever it might. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine they're going to go with a, with a prey or something along the lines of, of that movie since that, did garner good reviews and you know, it's a hulu I mean, better original. this obviously hulu got a yeah, it's good a hulu original they are releasing it um on disc i saw that it's gonna get a physical so, release that's how strange is that huh yeah so that's getting a physical release i think uh some of the star wars shows are um not some of them i think mandalorian maybe is the only one and loki i think was getting one i could be wrong about that i don't I can't remember because there's uh, obviously these all have physical releases, but they're all just bootlegs. Um, but they're professional bootlegs, so <laughs> it's hard to tell. So what's what's the fucking difference? I don't know. Um, other than the fact that it just means that there's some some worry about money making, right? Uh, as far as like playing the streaming only bullshit. So that's good, you know. That's good, and and that does mean that that we're going to get more predator movies i think without a doubt if if that's if this is the movie they're like this is streaming only you got to pay to stream this they're like well we'll release a physical release that's got to that's got to mean something right yeah it's getting uh, more eyeballs on the product presumably yeah so at least if anything prey did that so hey good i'm glad I, i'll take more predator movies even if they're terrible i'll you know i'll just shit on them and then i'll you know watch them again 10 years later and shit on them all over again or just decide that the me 10 years ago was a moron and i love the movie (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ah, you know whatever what you can do i remember when this came out thinking that i felt a bit of a bait and switch and it was announced that rodriguez for years was going to be behind this project the camera had directing it handed off the reins and i thought he was going to be the guy behind Mm -hmm. the camera and it turned out not to be i don't know if he could have added anything more to this script as is uh, unless it was I have a strange feeling too that this was really cut post-production that this was just cut down to the bone to get as many screenings in as possible uh, don't go over you know two hours and because there's just so little ex- explanation or 
you know, resolution, you know, standard things in movies. But if Robert Rodriguez was behind the lens, do you think this would have been vastly different? I mean, you're a big Rodriguez fan, so. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is the story. This is his script, right? Um, I don't know how how much it was rewritten, um, I guess, to some degree. So this is a script. <clears throat> it's famed. He wrote this during Desperado, right? So this is like mid nineties. Oh, I didn't know that. that the script was written. Really? Yeah, this is like mid nineties. He wrote the script, and they said no because it was too big of a budget, and uh, it was just too big of a budget. They didn't want to go for it, um, and so and then apparently they picked it back up and was able to do it. But I think also remember there was some some other negotiating stuff going on around this time with him and Arnold as well for like uh, King Conan and shit. Um, so for whatever reason, Rodriguez was in the right place, right time, I guess, to make this finally happen. Um, and so it, it did, I don't know, but also he not only produced it, but you know, Troublemaker Studios, whatever made it and all that shit with Fox. So he had his whole studio going on at this time. So maybe that helped a lot as well. As far as unmade projects with Schwarzenegger, he had a lot. yeah, he did. So that may have also weighed in here and helped a little bit. But that's why I, I say this feels like a 2003 movie. It does. This feels like an older idea, doesn't it? For 2010. This doesn't really feel like a 2010 movie. Not after you said what you just said. It makes sense. You know, this does feel like it came from that era of it's a small movie, especially for a Predator movie. It's, it's a small contained world um, that hints at a bigger world, but never really shows you anything outside of. It takes a long time for the predators to get involved too. I never understood that about this movie. Why do let the yeah. if they're there to hunt them? Why are they letting them walk around, get acquainted, figure out things? Uh, they're out in the daylight. Well, they want they're it to exposed. Be, they want it to be a, a difficult hunt, right? <laughs> I guess, but I mean, I never understood how could it ever be difficult. You know? Yeah, it seems pretty easy. Can you imagine going up against a predator. It'd be like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's different predator <laughs> species as well, that's right? Because that's what this one shows. There's one that has more sets of teeth or different row of oh, teeth. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like some sort that's of like right. That was part of the class level here. The thing where they had a, yeah, it was like a like a blood feud. The guy said with the the one that they had chained up. That's right. Yeah. Um. So it was like a there were like warring factions of them. Then, like you say, there were like not necessarily species but maybe like maybe they were more like races or something like Warring that tribes they, if you they will. had physical yeah different tribes right yeah so they had like different physical attributes to them yeah you're right that it that was in this yeah that was the reason that that guy was being held captive which uh there's no way that lawrence fishburne would have known that but i guess wearing the helmet i don't know how wearing that super stupid fucking predator helmet apparently he was <laughs> intercepting and understanding the way they spoke which was you know we're supposed to believe that it's a predator who's five foot nine and it's just the, the, Lawrence Fishburne had a very strange career, right? I mean, he, that's an actor who doesn't really get his due on how good he is with what's love got to do with it and King he of New York. And, and then he does, he a, gets a strange run of movies where he's almost parroting himself in a lot of ways. He's, well, he could, because he's not, you know, how do you say this nicely? Like he's not leading man material as weird as that sounds. That's for movies like this. Which maybe he should be. I mean, maybe they shot it because fucking tell John Malkovich is. Why isn't uh, uh, Fishburne? But they t- they tend just to not give him th- those roles. They give him like these side character roles. Um, as you said earlier, and I I don't know why because he's so fucking good. He's got the voice down. He's got that the demeanor. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he could be a he could be a badass. I don't see why not. This is actually the second retrospective in a row we've spoken about a movie that featured him. He was in Mission Impossible Three, which we discussed uh, mm-hmm. last time. He's in this, and he's going to be in Nightmare on Elm Street Three, which we'll discuss uh, on well, the next retro down the line. <laughs> he is, but but to be fair, in at least that role, he is an old role, so he's young. He's Larry, and it's not the same thing. He's not shoehorned into this like he is in this at this point with for this movie. He hadn't become a Lawrence yet. He's still Larry. Fishburn, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't made the transition to adult acting yet, um, adult actor, I should say. But I mean, his speaking of leading man, he did have a, a slew of movies where he was the leading man, and he's always killed it when he was. I mean, what's love got to do? And he plays Ike Turner, of course. Is that um, great, great. With the detective. What's that movie? Um, oh, you talking about Deep Cover? Uh, oh, Deep Cover is fantastic, fantastic. By the way, yes. Bad for anyone company. who's looking for a uh, a bad company. Um, uh, yeah. I, God, what else? Yeah, about King yeah, of New he's, York. He's been in a lot I mean, of good he's things. Just been, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne's a motherfucker when it comes to good acting and some of those early <laughs> he's, roles. You he's know? a motherfucker. He really is. You can't mess with him. I mean, he's solid as <laughs> shit. I mean, I, I love Apocalypse um, Now, and he's great I mean, in Event that. Horizon. He's Event great in Event Horizon. Horizon. Leading man. There you he's go right really there. Good I mean, um, right. I, I'll talk about one that gets no play, which was a favorite in my house when I was a kid with my dad, was Cadence with uh, Charlie Sheen. You ever seen that one where they're on the mm-hmm. the, the military prison thing? That, that's a great one right there, too. So uh, Tuskegee Airmen. I mean, he's been in a lot of shit over the years. Too much stuff to mention here. But um, what are you going to say on our wrap-up here? Yeah. Are, were you happy that we watched this? Were you displeased we went and saw this? What are your thoughts? Yeah, final? it's been a while. I hadn't seen this since I saw it in or around the time I saw it in theaters. I think I saw it on home video as well. And I just, I think the same thing of it as I did then. It was, it's all right. Like it, it definitely does not deliver what you think it would and what it promised to be. Um, but it's an okay movie. Like it's a, it's, it's a sci-fi movie. That's for damn sure. Um, more science fiction than most movies made today that are the claim to be sci-fi. Yeah, with oh. a couple touches, this could be an Alex Garland movie. You know, this is what I kept thinking too. It, damn near, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's a little bit uh, too, for better or worse, too yeah. talky and and it's overly simplified, but it thinks it's very smart uh, as well. But I, I was a little bit more, I guess, uh, positive on it in the rewatch because I did not have at all positive things to think about it from the first time go around. But I hadn't seen this since the theater and was more entertained than I recalled being. But that middle act still is so slow and goes on for what feels like the better part of a day. But it's uh, oh, yeah. only about... Like, that's the Lawrence Fishburne stuff, too. It feels like you get this... <clears throat> they try to give almost the characters a, a reprieve from like the Predators and almost, I guess, maybe you at that point as well. But... By the time the Predators show back up, it's almost like Keystone Cops with them. You know, they're trying to shoot them with lasers and shit. And they don't know how to, like, what the fuck is this? Like, are you the worst Predators in the world? Yeah, I, you can't just kill these fuckers. They're stuck in this fucking spaceship thing. You just go kill them. And, and then it goes on fire and the whole confined space. Yeah. I thought, now we're, ta- now we're in aliens territory because what Predator doesn't usually have is confined spaces. It's a big playground. You know, you're running around a jungle or a city or whatever. Yeah, it's usually outside. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't like that at all. And I thought like that was more derivative than aliens. That's what the newt characterization with the, the Fishburne newt uh, comparison I was making there. But Regardless, mm-hmm. I'm glad we did go back and rewatch this because uh, the thirds in series, man, if we've learned anything this year, it's that the, there's a lot of variation in quality 
when it comes to that second sequel, you know, that third entry. It's rough. Yeah. I mean, this is a special case, I guess, in some degree because of the length of time between. Um, but that's not uncommon for third sequel or for third thirds in, in the franchises. You know, sometimes it takes a while to get that third out. I think we're going to stumble on a couple of good ones, though, as the year progresses. We're going to still continue our look back at the third entry in all these big franchises until the close of 2023. We want to thank you guys, as always, for joining us. It was fun to look back at Predators. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! Engage!